I wanted to do the same thing, you know? There wasn't a lot of information out there, but you guys did provide a lot of free information for me to just start on. And yep. that's kind of what got me just posting my journey too. I'm like, if if people like me can do it, a mom with kids, a waitress can literally just go on the internet and get a list and make this type of money. I know everyone can't do it, but everyone should at least try. <laughs> This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. And I am extremely excited to bring to you on this podcast, to the Rhino Tribe, an incredible conversation with none other than Toddy from Miami, a.k.a. The Hot Hustle. Toddy, how are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is incredible. You've got a... You've got one of those stories that I think a lot of people can relate to. I think that a lot of people found wholesaling, found real estate investing, and found wholesaling in 2020 as soon as the pandemic hit. And that's kind of where your journey in real estate started. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you found wholesaling and then kind of what was your life like before you found and discovered wholesaling? Yeah, definitely. Um, I originally heard about wholesaling when I probably in 2013, there was a guy, the house flipping ninja, he was doing like some free stuff. I heard about it. I made like two bandit signs. And then I, I, I was like, no, nah, this isn't real. So I got my real estate license and then did nothing with that because I didn't really have motivation. Started working in timeshares where I learned a little bit about real estate, but not true real estate and a little bit about sales. And then I went on and I lived like the normal Vegas life. I became a waitress working for tips. It was good money, not great money, but I took care of everything. I had, my son was three at the time in 2020. When the pandemic hit, we weren't really sure we were going to be laid off or not. It dragged out for weeks, but I was kind of thinking, okay, I need to start planning for something. When we got laid off, it was just, boom, you guys don't come back to work. It's done. It was March 11th. From March 11th to the end of April, I pretty much panicked. I cried a lot. I freaked out a lot. I had no idea what I was going to do. They weren't, you know, rent was still due, even though they had all this pandemic stuff. It, I'm, I didn't feel comfortable just not paying rent. So I'm like, I have to figure something out. And unemployment was 350 a week. So that wasn't going to do anything for anybody. So I got on YouTube. I'm like, how to make money from home. And I remembered this wholesaling thing. And I'm like, how to wholesale real estate. I got all the shiny objects, Amazon FBA, um, drop shipping, Shopify, whatever. And I'm just like, none of that sounds like it's going to really work. But I can talk to people, which led me to talk to people. <laughs> and <laughs> I was looking up how to wholesale real estate. I saw your YouTube channel and I downloaded the TTP script. I know this calls out of the blue. And I took your advice and just pulled a list, took action because I, I saw the main thing was like, don't overanalyze, take action as soon as possible. I'm like, hey, I might mess up, but at least I can just start. So I got PropStream, I got a dialer downloaded a list in Vegas. I was living in Vegas. I called for like six hours a day for two or three days. And I just got a lot of no's and I got cussed out a lot and people telling me, Hey, people are calling me every day. And I'm like, Hey, there's gotta be 
a better path. There's got to be a path of less resistance. And I kept seeing virtual wholesaling. I'm like, maybe another market would be better. So I literally obsessed for another few days. I was sleeping at three in the morning, waking up at six in the morning, watching YouTube all day. And um, I found uh, Cleveland, Ohio had like twenty, thirty thousand dollars houses. I just felt more comfortable because I was still intimidated by these high price point houses. So I pulled a list in Cleveland on day three. I got a yes. That deal I made almost fifteen thousand dollars on. That deal was crazy because the seller's father-in-law in Cleveland had just passed away. He was a really wealthy guy from New York. He didn't want to go back to Cleveland. It was hard for him to swallow those memories. My stepmother had just passed away, and they both passed away. In, in a hospital pretty much alone on, in their last days because of COVID. And um, we got to see my stepmother as she passed away, but it was just, she had, it was a very lonely time for her. And his uh, father-in-law passed away completely alone. So that first seller, we both cried on the phone. We had this really intense connection and he ended up accepting $15,000 as the offer. And he was just like, Toddy, is that really the best you can do? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, send the contract. And my whole world was like spinning. I thought I was going to throw up. And <laughs> and I sent the contract and he signed it. And I sold it for um, $28,500. So I made almost fifteen grand, And that gave me so much energy and motivation. I went and I closed six more deal, uh, five more deals. So I closed six deals my first month. And all those deals hit June of 2020. So from March 2020, I thought my life was over. And June of 2020, my life changed forever. And I've never stopped since. I've been pulling lists. I cold called for six months. I got a VA in month three, but I continued to cold call with him. And then I just got two more VAs and just started closing deals. Did that for about a year. And in November of 21 is when I got uh, full-time acquisitions and really started to systemize things out. And now it's, it's, everything is really good. You know, it's, it's a roller coaster. it's wholesaling, but it's amazing. And, and, and the money's more than there. So I'm I'm very, very happy and I'm grateful. And I, I told Alejandra, who I was speaking with on your team, that I was on wholesale hotline before I ever did a deal. Yep. And I asked you, Pace and Jamil, like if you guys could go back in time and do anything all over again, what would you do? And you guys each gave me your tips of, of what I should do. And I just took that and ran with it. I wanted to do the same thing. You know, there wasn't a lot of information out there, but you guys did provide a lot of free information for me to just start on. And yep. that's kind of what got me just posting my journey too. I'm like, if if people like me can do it, a mom with kids, a waitress can literally just go on the internet and get a list and make this type of money. I know everyone can't do it, but everyone should at least try. <laughs> yeah, well, and listen, I mean, turn your computer around so everybody can see where you're at now. Yeah, you were a waitress in Las Vegas, and now you're living in a beautiful uh, apartment there in Miami. Okay. I mean, that is a huge turnaround. That's a turnaround of just over two years and absolutely incredible. I mean, you're waitressing and now you're living, you're an entrepreneur business owner. You've got what, three, four people that work for you and you're living like the dream life. You, you were telling me before the show, you drop off your kids and then you go to the beach and exercise and then you go back to your, your complex and everybody's motivated. Everybody's working out. Everybody's at the gym at five o'clock in the morning. It's just a great environment, but you created that environment. None, none of that happens 
unless you were brave enough to pick up the phone. And so I want to dig into that a little bit because um, I think a lot of people are like, I'll do it if this happens or when I know enough and I do enough research and and I have enough uh, confidence, I'm going to start making the call and then it never happens, right? We've got perfectionism, we've got paralysis by analysis, and we got procrastination, right? We talk about the three Ps that really destroy us from really getting started. So was it was it the getting your license and doing timeshare sales? I mean, that's that's hardcore. That's a lot of sales training that you go through, and a, and and it is very aggressive sales. Do you think that that helps? you? Do you think it was the waitressing? Like you've been talking to a lot of people and I feel like you're, you're probably an expressive personality. So it comes naturally to you that you can do this. But I mean, what, what gave you the confidence to finally just, and not even finally just pick up the phone and start calling people. You know, what's crazy. So in between timeshares and waitressing for eight months, I worked at a, a general contractor and I was like the office lady and I, and they were all for property management of residential real estate. And I was doing, um, bids. So they'd say, okay, this drywall, I'd, I'd say, okay, it's two, two by five and drywall costs this much. So it'll be this much. Those three jobs really prepared me for, for this because when it came time to do estimates, I knew how to Google, you know, price of a roof in Cleveland price. Of, you know, it's very simple stuff. I think you just have to use Google a lot and use YouTube a lot, but I was just as terrified as anyone to make a call. And I was in these wholesaling groups and someone was like, take a couple shots before you get on the phone. It'll help. So me, I'm, you know, lightweight. I take a shot and I'm sleepy and I fell asleep. So day one didn't go well. Day two, I'm like, okay, day one didn't go well. I don't care what happens. I'm calling today. And I had to psych myself into it. Obsessing on YouTube only for like 72 hours is what I would suggest because the less time you obsess and and get those, that information, there's only so much you need to know before you just start. And 90% of what I learned was after I started. Because you're never going to learn about, you know, handling title issues or handling different types of sellers and all that until you're actually handling them. I think my sales training in timeshares, face-to-face sales, super intimidating. And then I got promoted to podium in timeshares, which was like public speaking kind of. So that was even scarier. So I think doing scary things kind of is something that I like. I like challenges. I like to, hmm, that looks really hard. Let me see if I can do that. So I've always been that kind of person. I'm super competitive. So when I saw, I'm kind of the type of person, if they can do it, I can do it. And then that's also the message that I want people to accept as well. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can get on the phone and swallow my fear and talk to nice people, rude people, people who cuss me out, I consistently psych myself out. I'm like, I can't wait till someone cusses me out. That means the next person is going to sign a contract. I can't wait till someone tells me no. That means the next deal is going to be a yes. And when you go into it, excited for the worst thing, because you mentally psyched yourself out, it makes it really easy. I'm not going to lie. That That's how I get through it. That's how I get through the rejection. Was it just you? Was it just you making calls at your kitchen table or wherever else? I mean, did you have a crew? Did you squat up with anybody that was doing this business that could, you know, really walk you through your first deals or how, how did that work? So I tried to, um, you know, make some friends on these wholesaling groups, but people were really weird, honestly. Like, and I, I didn't really, I didn't know if I could trust them to that. Were they even doing deals? Were they just, you know, talking out of the side of their neck? You know, the energy was off. And I just was like, you know what? These, these people on YouTube are telling me, if I'm just going to do it. It's pulling a list. It's calling people. I, my mom just sold her house and she moved into the place that I was renting. And I gave her the master bedroom. I'm Ethiopian. Our culture is really like, you know, you put your fa- parents first and everything. Sure. So I'm living in this like 
five by six tiny room. It was literally my bed and a desk. So I made a vision board and then on the wall, on the side of the wall, like right here, I put mirror match tone, which is something I learned from one of your videos. I put every no gets me closer to a yes. And I put my vision board and I put this little rehab estimate that Jerry Norton had on one of his YouTube videos with those like four things on my wall and this tiny room, it kind of put me in this little box. It was like a, my own little boiler room. And, um, I loved it. I, I got the book on negotiating real estate. I got never split the difference and I would read while I would cold call. And I would just sit here with the books. I would read. And then when a call came through, I'd be like, Hey George, Hey, and then get back to reading. I did that from 6am Vegas time to 1pm Vegas time every day. So that was like nine Cleveland every day, never stopped. And then when I would get off the phone at one, I would talk to boots on the ground, agents, wholesalers, everybody in that market. So I could learn more about the market. I did that for like the first month and um, I would do that all night. So I was on the phone from 6am to like 8pm and my mom hated it. My son missed me so much, but everyone knows it was way more than worth it now. Yeah. And so they're, they're watching you go through this and transition. Was your mom like, you go. I love what you're doing. This is incredible. This is I, this is exactly what I want for you. No, she was like, you're going to jail. This is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what you're doing is illegal. You're not a realtor. I don't know what you think you're doing. You're going to go to jail and I'm going to have to raise your kid. Like, it was so funny. And I'm like, mom, do you think these people would be on YouTube and Instagram yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about if it was illegal? She just didn't believe it at all. And then when I got the first yes, I told her, and then I thought maybe I shouldn't tell her because she's being really negative and I don't want that kind of energy. I know this is real. So I just started closing deals. Then in June when all the wires hit, I'm like, hey mom, check this out. And she flipped out. She completely flipped out. She cried. She told me she was so proud of me and she was sorry. And then it was, you go girl. And now I have full support of my family. But you know what? Even when she thought it was illegal, she watched my son for me. So I could do that. So regardless, she was like, you know what? do what you do. I'm going to have your back. Even though I don't think it's a good idea, I'm going to have your back. So I think that's a mother's love, you know? <laughs> yeah. They might not, they might not, people might not agree with you, but they can support you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You, you, you might not necessarily need their permission, just their support. So, you know, if you do enough and you, if it's in your gut and you have that, you're like, oh my gosh, this could really be it. This could be life-changing what people are talking about on, on YouTube or talking about on podcasts or whatever else, wherever you're seeing uh, and hearing about wholesaling real estate, if it feel, if you feel that, that instinct, you got to take action. And like you said, I think you, you put it beautifully, spend 72 hours and research it and then just get, get a list of ugly houses or people that are in some sort of distress I mean, the, you could watch a million different YouTube videos on how, how to do that and then just call them. Yep. Like, what do you have to lose? You know what I mean? It's when we keep the instruction and when we keep the theory in our head is when we lose. That's the only time, non-action. When we just keep it in there and we're like, someday maybe I'll try it out when I feel everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. But no, you took 72 hours. You called in your market for like three or four days. You're like, you know what? I'm just done with Vegas. I'm going to try out this uh, this Cleveland market. And boom, 30 days later, you've got six deals. Did you close all six of those? I did. And it was um, 38 grand. Woo! <laughs> 38, I'm serious. $38,000 in, in a month. In a month. Had you ever made that before? Never. Never. Never right? close. Never we, haven't, we haven't even got to your big deal. 
We haven't even started talking about your big deal that you closed. And then you're like, that broke your brain. I know it broke your brain. I remember the first time I closed a $42,000 deal and I was just shaking in the, in the kitchen. And my wife was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Like something is just like I broken. I don't know. And she's like, just knock it off. And then, you know, now, now 42 is like a low average for us, but it's, um, it, it is, it's just crazy how you start thinking big bigger when you start actually getting uh, the results. You know what I mean? When when you go across that bridge from faith to fact and you close your first one, that's great. But then when you start closing consistently, that's another faith to fact. And then when you go to that over 50,000 or over six-figure deal, the faith to fact of that, you're just like, wait, there's no limits. There's literally no limits. Like, what? what why was I thinking so small before? And that's what's so inspiring about your story here and that's why we're going to break down this deal so let's uh so you close those you made thirty eight thousand. that's fine whatever you know what i mean just in a month no big deal here it is mom mom's like yeah it's great and by the way as a side note it's incredible when i was a real estate agent ever all of them and i was like in a luxury office and they're like what are you doing going to these ugly houses you'll never make any money there you'll never build a business you'll never have a career and now they're all texting me and reaching out and dming me hey how do you find these deals oh my gosh I can't believe how well you're doing and all these things. It's it's amazing what happens when the results, you know, really speak for you and you don't have to go out there and convince people the results convince them. So anybody yeah. out there that's struggling with somebody that maybe isn't supporting them or maybe they just don't have a lot of people that understand the language and understand what wholesaling uh, real estate is. Be encouraged because as soon as you start winning big time, they're going to start really asking you a lot of questions and trying to figure out what you did that was so much different than anything that they knew. So um, yeah, let's break definitely. down this big deal. What's and, that? and like, just to add to that, I think when you have a bunch of people who don't understand, you got to kind of put yourself like in a wormhole and only network with other wholesalers or aspiring wholesalers. Like shut out everything and make your whole world about wholesaling because then you'll be around other people who believe it'll make you believe more. If you're yep. talking to naysayers all day, and I love that faith to fact, that's that's a really good saying. That's really yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, when we're mentally, we're running off of faith until we get there, right? That's That's it. We run off of faith and, and some some confidence of, of past victories that we've had in life and, and challenges that we've overcome, but we don't know. We don't know if we can do this and if it's real and and maybe there's some magic, you know, a secret pixie dust to this, but there's not. It's literally just talking to people. That's exactly how I felt about making a six-figure deal because my biggest deal, I did a 50K deal in uh, 2020. That was crazy. Then in 21 early, I did a, a 70K deal. I'm like, okay, they're getting bigger, you know, like. Okay, well, don't tell, don't, don't ruin the surprise. Let's break this deal down. Okay. Let's okay, not get okay. to how much you made. So okay. first of all, uh, let's break it all down. Let's put you in the hot seat. Tell okay. me what market this was in, how you found it, the condition, timeline, motivation, and price of the property owner. So <laughs> I'll tell you everything from my perspective as the deal was going. Cause now that the deal's done, I know more information, but so we got this lead. It was actually a uh, referral. It was a JV. Somebody reached out to me and said, hey, I'm talking to this lady who has these four houses in Georgia and she wants to sell. And they were actually four houses right next door to each other on the same street. So I'm like, okay, cool. Small portfolio. And they wanted $145,000 for each house. They wanted Real quick, to sell. how did they know to reach out to you about these deals? 
because of Instagram. So when I started wholesaling, I started documenting my journey, my first text blast, my first cold calls, everything I documented. YouTube, I, my first deal, I just was documenting everything. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to be doing this huge thing, I might as well be documenting it along the way. And I remember actually a lot of you bigger guys were saying, document journey, document your journey, yep. document journey. You never know who's going to help. So um, that's what I was doing. And a lot of people, they're like, well, you just look like me. And I don't really see much people who look like me doing this. So that's why I followed you. And that makes me feel good because it's a whole, there's a whole group of people who feel like they're not being, you know, represented or, or they don't think they can do it because they don't see anyone looking like them who can do it. It, it doesn't yep. matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you sound. People are going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. The right people are going to say yes to you. So his name's Devonte. He came to me with this deal and I actually knew him from Vegas already, but he saw that I was doing wholesaling and everything. So he reached out to me on Instagram. We talked on the phone and he was still nervous to talk to sellers. So I spoke with um, the lady, Sonia. Sonia was the property manager of a very elderly man who couldn't talk on the phone and she had to, you know, kind of do everything for him. So they wanted 145,000. This was like August of 21. So it's really funny how long it took to do this deal. Sonia ghosted us. She disappeared. So we're calling her. We're trying to get her back. Months go by. March of 2020, she randomly reaches back out. And she's like, hey, there was some lean issues. That's why we- 2022? Uh, 22, I'm sorry. Yeah. March of 22, she reaches out and says, there was lean issues. We had to figure that out, but we're ready to sell now. And we'll still honor that same price. Well, the market's like now since then. So the 145, we thought we might be able to get 150 each. I have this fund in Georgia that buys anything north of Macon. Um, the guy's got like 20 million in private money. So he buys like everything. How did so, you find them? Through Instagram again. Another JV person that I've done deals with in St. Louis, it was his buyer. So we got connected that way. Uh, his name's Steve. He made money on this deal too. Even, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like everyone that I work with, like if, even if I know the buyer now, I still pay everyone that's involved because it's just right. So Steve, me, and um, Devonte worked this deal. It was a nightmare, honestly, but the motivation was definitely there. They had to sell. They were all tenant occupied. And we were able to sell each for... Um, 180. So 145 to 180. So they wanted 145 for each property? Yep. Okay. So 145 for each property. And then you were able to add on, and these are four properties, right? Four properties. Um, And so you, you were each one, you were putting a 35,000 on top of. Yeah. Real, Real quick. So the, the property manager was taking care of everything. Did you ever speak to the actual owner? Never. And so they just wanted to cash out. These were, were these properties rented? Were they vacant? Were they in good shape? Were they in bad shape? Like how did he even come across Devante's uh, radar? So Devante was posting in Facebook groups saying, I buy houses, I buy houses, I buy houses. Anyone want to sell? And this lady commented on one of his posts and that's, that's how it happened. He immediately called her. And then he was like, I'm in over my head. I don't know what to do. Toddy, help. So I took it from there, locked her up. Found mean, okay, wait. What do you mean you you took it from there? So then you call her up and what do you say to this? Do you, do you remember? what? Do you, how do you break this down? Like, let's get granular here so that everybody can really have this in their toolbox. So you call up this property manager that's taking care of these after uh, Devante sends you the info and you say what? I told her, um, I'm Toddy. Uh, my partners and I purchased properties just like these. I know you have four of them. 
Um, and he told me, you want 145, would you take 120? And she's like, no. And I'm like, why did you say 120? Was it a deal at 145? I didn't know for sure. Okay. I, I felt I felt a little skeptical only because the ARV seemed to be around 200,000 right. to me. Yep. And they said they were in good shape and they were rented. But I know sometimes when properties are rented, they get rougher. Yep. So I wanted to be safe. I didn't yep. want to put myself in a position. I thought maybe I can only sell them for 150. So I should try to at least get them lower. And she just totally refused. She's like, we have all these other people. So I'm like, okay, let me just try and see. And honestly, the buyer feedback I got in the beginning was scary. Everyone would said no. Oh, it's on a street with two yellow lines, which is something I never heard of. But yep. they said they didn't want to buy because of that. Then I started it, getting it, nervous. Explain why, why two yellow lines is something that's a negative. Well, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it it's, was just, just it, it, it's typically because there's more traffic. The more traffic that's street. going on, it, it, the more traffic in the back or in the front of it, it's just, it's more of a danger, right? And typically properties in this price point are going to be young families. So there's always a risk that maybe somebody runs out into the street or just street noise and people driving up and down and bumping music. And just, it's just not like the ideal, perfect, quiet uh, street to live on. So I guess that made it not the best flip. Right. So I was, I was lucky. I, I reached out to all the JV partners that I've met also through Instagram. And um, my friend Steve that we did deals in St. Louis together already. He's like, I know a guy who will buy all of them. And he's like, I'll go myself and take pictures and show it to him. He went. Did he live there? Yeah, he lives in Atlanta. And he helps me with uh, so much stuff. He's a really awesome dude. What's his name? Let's give him a shout out. His name is Steve. He's like 20 years old. And he's like the most hustler 20 year old I've ever met in my life. Awesome. Yeah. Steve, what? I don't even, I honestly don't even, oh, okay. Blow. Stephen Blow. Blow. Stephen Blow. Yeah. There we go. Um, if you're in Atlanta, um, reach out to Stephen Blow. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. He's, he's a really good guy. All right. So you reach out to him. He's got buyers. Yep. So he's got buyers and he went and walked the property himself. All four properties himself got pictures. Three were in good condition. One was really rough. Then the next issue was the leases. All the leases were messed up. One of the leases, although we had just gotten to contract in March, they just renewed it in March after we got under contract. So for some reason, they've made a brand new year-long lease as they were going to sell, yep. which I'll tell you at the end of everything what really what really happened. It was crazy. So the, the buyer still wanted them. His fund buys and holds for a while, and then they like flip slowly or whatever they do. So he still wanted them. And he's a really, um, I guess, hands-on buyer. So he spoke with the property manager himself too and was like, I need your word that you're going to help me get them out. You know, I'll pay you and stuff. And she was on, on the same page supposedly at that time. And um, everything went well. Um, the title company gave me a lot of issues just because it was such a big assignment fee, but it got done and, and it was crazy. So you made $35,000 on four deals with the same seller netting you how much? $140,000. 140000 Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Congratulations. We broke the bell for you. That's what happens when you get a six-figure deal. That's awesome. So $140,000. So how did that, how did you, well, we don't have to get into how you split it up. Everybody got paid on that deal though. Everybody got paid. Yeah. Everybody got paid. I paid my acquisitions on my team too. You know, everybody eats. It was a great deal. 
I'm more than happy the, uh, with the results and um, I'm ready for a $500,000 deal now. That's what I'm talking about. And then a million. Why <laughs> and not? Then a million. I mean, people I, are doing I it every single day. A million dollar deal too. I almost did an apartment building and then it fell through, but it gave me even more inspiration and realization that anything is possible. It's always being reinforced. I remember you said something. You said, I get once in a lifetime deals every month in my office. That's it, every <laughs> week. <laughs> every week. <What>? It's, <laughs> it, it's an old, so back in the day, this is funny. Robert Kiyosaki, you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it's like, okay, wow, this is incredible. And then his, uh, he had a guy, Dolph DeRoos, and he wrote a book called Real Estate Riches. And he said that he would always say a deal of a lifetime comes around about once a week. And it's the absolute truth. And if you really look at it and you look at our industry and you look at the incredible people that I have the fortune to speak with, it's like every day, every hour, every minute, somebody's getting these just deal of a lifetime deals, but nothing happens unless you're out there and you're being proactive and you're hundred percent right. You know, and I talked about this today on a show that on a live show that I had is when you're starting out, if you're proactive and you're loud about what you're doing and you bring real enthusiasm and real energy and real honesty to what you're doing and, and like what you did with Instagram, everything works out. As long as you're being proactive, as long as you're taking action, as long as you're documenting it, as long as you're being you, people want to be around that because people want to be around people that they can trust and believe in and, and, and maybe get help from and communicate with. Yeah. And so if you're proactive and you're loud, you cannot lose. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. And here's a perfect example. Tati, you're, you're, you're the perfect example. So uh, I love it. I love it. So. Just to give everybody a little bit of instruction here and a little bit more confidence, what do you do before you get on the phone so that you feel like you're going to have a good quality conversation? You know what I mean? Right before you're about to make a, your cold calls or do your lead follow-up or whatever it is, sell your deal to a buyer. What do you do? Is there anything that you do? Do you stand up? Do you walk around? Do you sit in the same spot? Do you, you like, you know, just call and not even think about it? What do you do? Well, it depends what I'm doing. If I'm, you know, making act, like closing calls and sales calls, I kind of have a different process. I have to like pump myself up and get really enthusiastic. I'll do like rocky punches and be like, I'm going to get a deal. I'm going to get a yes. And, you know, every no gets me closer to a yes. I can't wait for somebody to cuss me out. I can't wait for someone to tell me no because I'm going to get closer to my yes. But on a daily basis, like when I wake up, I try to quickly go over the main and most important things like, okay, I need to make sure that buyer can get in. I, and I have it in my phone. And I imagine those things very quickly playing out the way I want them to. Like, he's going to get in, he's going to get the pictures, and he's going to like it and sign the assignment. I'll visualize the DocuSign coming in signed, and then I'll move on to the next thing. And doing that, I honestly believe, has been... When I got that first contract, I went to sleep imagining that contract coming in through DocuSign. And I woke up and he said yes, and he did it. Yep. I really believe in the power of our imagination and... Quickly in the beginning of the day, I'm like, this is how I want my day to go. This is how I want everything to go. Everything doesn't always go perfect, but most of the time, most of the things happen. And with That's experience it. and failing forward, things get so much easier. Deals start falling in your lap like this one. That's awesome. So give some advice to people just starting out, people that are, you know, on the fence about taking action or they just heard about it for the first time and they're ready to take action. What advice would you give somebody that's just getting started? If you have a fear you need to quickly resolve it. So if your fear is, I don't know what I'm going to say, you need to read a book that's going to tell you what to say and then quickly start saying it. You shouldn't have like that 72 hours thing. That's almost even too long. You shouldn't have too much of a gap 
between your idea and your implementation. So if you don't have that community, hurry up and find it and and start an accountability group. Start a Zoom. Get on Zoom every morning at eight o'clock with five people who also want a cold call and hold each other accountable. Put in something to hold yourself accountable and then really just do it as fast as you can. I think that the main killer, like time kills the deals and time kills people's um, implementation. The longer you think about something, you're probably not going to do it. So just start as soon as you can and suck. It's okay. Just suck. <laughs> suck on the phone. It's okay. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I love it. And then suck for three days like you and then get uh, six deals in the next 30 days. That's it. Yeah. Like you could talk. No, that's incredible. Thank you, Todd. Well, incredible story. How, how can people reach out? How can they connect with you? Maybe people are in um, in the Cleveland market, in uh, Georgia. What, you're in Florida, Georgia, and Ohio? And North Carolina. And North Carolina. Fantastic. And, and Baltimore as well. And Maryland. All right. So yeah. how how do you, uh, how can people get in touch with you? They say, just to say congratulations or squat up with you and JV with you. Yeah. So um, my Instagram is at the hot hustle. If you guys follow me on Instagram, send me a DM. I might skip fast or not, but in my link in my bio, I have something that says partner with me leads form. And it literally takes you right to my seller leads in Podio. And I look at them every day and I just text you or call you and we work that deal together. Honestly, once we connect, I'll just give you my cell phone number and we'll start working deals together. I, I do deals with literally anybody and I will help you close a seller even. And I will help you, you know, like I help a lot of people through the process. I think I've helped like eight or nine people do their first deal um, just by them bringing the deal to me. So Instagram, the hot hustle is the best way. And then my email is contact period toddy at gmail.com. You can also reach me there if it's better for someone to email me information. I love it. I love it. You're a mom. You're a business owner. You are absolutely crushing it. You're a virtual wholesaler. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you for being on here. I think you, you. I think you've inspired a lot of people. And uh, guys, reach out to Tati if you're in those markets and really connect because uh, I think you guys can do a lot of business together. So uh, absolutely incredible. And uh, that's it. If you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family, the TTP coaching program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's all about. Check out the testimonials. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call and I look forward to working with you personally. And that is it. Thank you for joining us. You guys are the absolute best rhino tribe. I love you. And as always, I sign off by telling you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. See you later. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.